0: Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about
1: Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I want to share with you a concept that I came across recently. Um, I saw a video on YouTube, and i never heard of the concept, and uh, I only saw, you know, a quick 15-minute video, so I'm not going to even try and claim that I know what I'm even talking about on it, but the, the concept itself seems kind of, kind of just fascinating to me. It's called a shared death experience. So picture like a combination of a near-death experience and um sharing a plate of nachos so basically when one person is on their deathbed and there's somebody nearby whether it's a nurse or a family member or somebody like that who's there when the person's about ready to cross over they get almost sucked in with them and an experience they're crossing over uh and then when they come back to our reality, that other person is gone. They're dead. They're flatlined. And it's something that I thought was pretty wild because it's, it's one of those things where, you know, that makes kind of sense. It's, it, it, I would imagine death is a powerful, you know, magnetic type of event where you're talking energy transferring from one physical existence into, well, quantum level nothingness. I mean, it's almost like you're your own little CERN reactor. You know, it, it's, uh, uh, you're going into this other plane of existence, so to speak. So, you know, is it common and probably not, but it's, it's, uh, well, obviously it's not because otherwise we all would have probably experienced it at some point, but it's, it's just one of those things that I thought was pretty wild because, you know, I've talked to people who've had near death experiences. I've had near death experience in the sense that, uh, you know, that I've talked about this before. There was a time I've had, a have had a few, that's one of the things that made me kind of, uh you know, do this podcast. Some that I remember, some that I don't, but I, uh, uh, there was one in particular where I was riding in, uh, this, uh, car that I'd gotten and I was going over this bridge, big, long, uh, extension bridge. It goes over a river. It's like a mile and a half long called the Zilwaukee bridge. And I was driving over it. And all of a sudden this car cut me off and I slammed on my brakes. And all of a sudden I found myself going backwards at, you know, 75 miles an hour or whatever I'm seeing semi trucks get over all of a sudden my back end rides up onto the wall of the bridge the skid marks were there for like shit five ten months something like that it was crazy and uh but when I was riding up on the bridge it bent the whole frame of my car I mean it was it was a mess car was total and I love that car it was a convertible Mustang it was cool um but when I was riding up on that wall there was a part of me that was like, shit, I'm going over. This is it. And then there was some like almost inner voice, inner peace, whatever you want to call it. That was just like, nah it's going to be fine. Just write it out. It's going to be fine. And that's the kind of almost feeling that I get from people who've had near death experiences, like true near death experiences where, you know, they're flatlined and all of a sudden they come back. It's like, they don't fear death after that. They're like, yeah, I'm not even so much afraid of death. It's like, I know that it's a peaceful transition. And so, they, you know, they, they just don't worry about it. That's why whenever you hear about near-death experiences, nine times out of 10 or shit, 95 out of 100, they're usually pretty peaceful and they're usually, you know, kind of um, not looking forward to it, but not afraid of it. So what I think is fascinating about this shared death experience is that unlike the person getting pushed back into their body or being told it's not your time yet, it's somebody watching it as a third person, like, uh, like a silent person. You know, observer to just being able to watch it and kind of go, Wow, there goes John, and uh, he looks pretty happy, and uh, eh. and then going back to your own life, and it probably has a similar kind of impact. Like, Holy shit, did I just witness that? So, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. I thought it was pretty neat, I thought it was a cool concept, it's something I'd never heard about before, so I wanted to share that with with you guys. But, um, anyway, my guest today is Greg Audino, and this conversation was actually at the end of June, so. Like like most of my episodes, they were recorded a while back because I had a big influx of uh, episodes and recordings. And you know, there um, uh, there are some people that I, I made sure to let him know that I haven't forgotten about him because I'm sure I've got guests who are like, "What the fuck?" You know, I haven't heard from you in five months. You know, I haven't given up on or you know, haven't forgotten about him. And uh, uh, you know, so it's it's one of those things where it's like I, I I felt I have to start letting people know, hey, it is coming out, uh, it is still happening. But, uh, yeah, Greg is a former actor. He is somebody who was in the Hollywood game. Uh, he's been in programs that you might've even seen him in. And, uh, he finally was like, you know what, I'm going to go back. Uh, he's living in Delaware and he kind of hung up his uh, acting hat and decided to go. And, um, he's now a, a host of optimal living advice podcast. Um, and it's, it's basically, it's, it's, it's giving people advice on, uh, you know, just like it says, optimal living, because it's not about the stuff you acquire. It's not about the, how much money you make or anything like that. It's it's just it's being happy. And uh, I think my dog is talking again in the background or that's a neighborhood dog. You will hear my dog going ape shit. I think so, at the beginning of this episode, I think the like the chewy delivery came or something mailbox uh uh somebody came amazon maybe but uh yeah so she was going nuts we just kept talking it was fine but um this is my conversation with greg audino and enjoy I guess uh, you know. Just tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, uh, where you're coming from, and, and your background, and you know, just anything that you want the audience, uh, listeners, to kind of get to know you from.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I guess you know. I'll start by saying that I'm entering this call with my tail between my legs because uh, we <laughs> tried to do this a month ago, and I <laughs> I forgot. I, I don't know what happened with my calendar. I, I put it in a different day or something, but I got a call from Saginaw, Michigan 9 p.m. one night. I'm like, who's this? I, don't, I just ignored it. And then I realized later, like three hours later, and oh, I felt horrible. So that that's my current, that's where I'm coming from currently. But so happy you gave me a second chance, uh, answer him. Who am I? So, yeah, I am. Um, uh So I'm a. A former actor, which I think people uh, kind of uh, excites people. I don't people like acting, uh, so yeah, I, I used to do it. Yeah, I, people just like talking about it. Uh, so I used to do it, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I was doing it full time. I got work on some good shows. Um, I had a few episodes on Westworld. I did uh, New Girl NCIS. It was uh, some good stuff. I really kind of went in there. Nice. Uh, but over time, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, but over time, I just I totally uh, lost interest in it, and I yeah I mean there's just so many things. I mean I got started it when I was 22, 29 now pretty much stopped last year. Uh, so like you know in your 20s all these things coming and all these changes. Uh, so I think I just feel like my priorities just kind of were shifting so much, and um, for you know X number of reasons I decided I wanted to start focusing uh, more on self development stuff.
1: Nice. And
0: okay, yeah, yeah. So at first, I got I got certified as a life coach, uh, and I was doing that while I was acting. Um, so I was doing that, and um, I was creating videos at the same time. So I was creating these videos for my website, basically. Where I was just like, you know, it, it is like any self help writer, you know, does articles. I was just making mine into videos, just talking about concepts that I felt were important, mm-hmm. and. Uh, And, uh, through that, so I was sort of blending my skill set, if you will. Uh, and through that, yeah, I mean, I just try to push my work out a lot. So what happened first was I, I, um, I got featured on Optimal Living Daily, which is like, uh, you know, the, you know, one of the top self-help podcasts out there where they just narrate articles every time, every day, uh, from like different psychiatrists and therapists and whomever. Um, So I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, you want to read some of my stuff? They said, yeah, you know, we like it. So they read it and then like time went by and they read like four more. And now fast forward to last summer, um, I was back in Rhode Island. Uh, so I'd moved back here where I am now from California
1: OK, and oh, uh, I, I was wondering uh, when you said 9 p.m. I'm like, I thought you were in California, but that makes sense now. Not oh, to mention yeah. the Saginaw, <laughs> Michigan. I'm living in Denver, but, you know, <laughs> I noticed nobody changes their phone numbers anymore. It's like, you know, you, you yeah. really can't tell where anybody's from anymore. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um, OK. So that makes sense. So is, is Rhode Island where you're originally from? Then I take it.
0: Yes. yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't know how far back you wanted me to go. No, no, no. no, no that's yeah. fine. <laughs> um so yeah that's where i'm from you know i came back mostly because i just wanted to spend more time with family that was one of the you know i was pretty much detached from seeing them for a, a while oh, I'm sure, uh, yeah. so it felt meaningful to come back and be around family um and anyway so i was, it was last summer i was uh I, I reached back out to those guys because i was you know i was focusing on coaching full-time and but i really like creating the content best like i really enjoyed making the videos like even more so than working with clients one-on-one. Uh-huh. So I said like, Hey, is there, you know, we've worked, you've read a bunch of my stuff. Is there any way we could collaborate somehow? Is there something I can do for you? This or that. And, um, one thing led to another and a, the podcast that I host for them now was born called optimal living advice, nice. uh, which is a structure that, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I have so much fun with it. So it's structured as an advice column uh, and people send in questions, you know, about their, their different life struggles and I answer them on the show. Uh, so I was doing that and coaching, which was great. Uh, but then like as of two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, I said, so they, they called me and asked if I wanted a, uh, a producer role in the network. So nice. it, Yeah. Terrific. So now I am working with them. I'm on salary for the first time in my in my life. And um, yeah, so I'm still I'm hosting my show. I'm hosting one of the other ones in our network. uh, And I am doing I'm like overseeing all the edits and just kind of more involved in like long term decision making and stuff. It it is such a privilege. Uh, So that's where I'm that's where I'm at. Uh, right now. And I'm very, very fortunate to be in this position because I really enjoy it. And it's just such a, such nice people to work for.
1: No, that, well, and, and congrats because, you know, it's, it's, it's not very often that people get to do something that they have a passion about because, you know, and, and, and some people people could be like, you know, well, why would you go up the acting? It's like, yeah, but you know what, if you're not really into it, I can see that. I could see yeah. it. if it becomes a grind, screw it, Then it's nothing more than a job at that point. And sure, it might've been fun at one point, but no, mm. I totally get that. And, and being able to come back, you know, back to where you are comfortable, you know, I mean, and, and some, of course, you know, I, and, and I've, I've done some of the, uh, the coaching programs and, you know, and, and not mm. as a host, but like have gone through them and, you know, they're like, well, the growth is, is when you're out of your comfort zone and all that. It's like, yeah, but I also believe that you can grow while being in a place where you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about the, the day to day. In other words, you could be comfortable in your day to day stuff of, in other words, living, you know, being around friends and family and all that, where that is the thing you shouldn't have to worry about. Grow mm-hmm. in the uh, self-development side, you know, get uncomfortable with the self-development fo- side. So I, I get that. I totally, um, you know, we came out here mostly because, we really didn't have much back there anymore, you know? So, and uh, uh, my friend, Chris, who, who you've met um, you know, he, he gave me an opportunity to come out here and kind of couch surf for a month or so until I got on my feet. And then when everything settled, brought the wife out. So, but uh, anyway um, yeah. So that, that to me, what you're talking about makes total sense, you know, getting into something that you, Feel like you're making, you know, a contribution in your own life and, 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 and other people's yeah, lives as well. You know, that's, that's what it's all about, helping other people.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree, Tim. And just to, to re- re- rewind a bit, I love that you said, you know, that you can grow within your comfort zone. I mean, this idea of like you can you know all the growth happens outside of your comfort zone i mean it's nonsense right it's just like one of these like these self-help platitudes that people just like to put on repeat it's not necessarily true i mean it can be of course but um so yeah i i agree. and i and one of the you know a lot of people get into like a life coaching role therapist role whatever because they uh they, like a, a lot of time is to sort of it's like as a means of healing one's own trauma or like wanting to help people that have sort of been in the position that you have and you know, like same same was for me. Like I, you know, I was going through a you know a pretty unfortunate situation, and a lot that was a lot of what fueled me to start doing what I'm doing. And in that time, like while I was sort of you know in anguish, but like wanting to write the ship for myself, is when I sort of got introduced to this idea of like you know it, it, a great strategy in times like this is to take the focus off of yourself by focusing on helping others
1: Bingo. um yeah.
0: And like yeah and i i hate to i hate to sound like so self-righteous because it's almost hard but it's really true well and you like, know the fact just... that
1: you are single-handedly saving the world is pretty good <laughs> 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 no but but seriously i know what you're saying it's like you, you you don't want to sound like a narcissist by saying that stuff but but it really does you know because I, I that was one of the self-conscious things i had i'm like well, what can I really do? What, what do I have to contribute? And then it's like, you know what? Sometimes it's just as simple as just being an open ear to listen,
0: you know? Oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Without question. So, um, yeah, I even just, I mean, there's so, you know, even if like, just asking that this question, like how, what can I contribute? What can I do? Like there's, there's really no need to be Conceited about it. Like, yeah, if you're like, Oh, I'm a hero. This is like, all right. Let me <laughs> pump the brakes. But like even just having the, you know, the, uh, the presence of mind to ask that question and to consider what role you can play in the lives of others is, I mean, it's just, it's a very humbling and uh, thing to do. So totally, even yeah. if you're not like on this huge platform with this big role, just like being cognizant of what you can do for, other people and you know in some capacity like there's a lot of it's a great place to start
1: yeah yeah, well and and i think you know you you made me think of something that happened with my son um Mm -hmm. my son is he's he's 14 and he doesn't he's he's not really um what's the word i'm looking for not uh uh he doesn't he doesn't have very good motor skills you know he's on the he's got asperger's Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the things the side effect is motor skills and that and he was sitting there and he was talking about, uh, you know, he he does a lot of computer stuff. He's on his computer all the time because, you know, a lot of people who are on the spectrum get hyper focused on something. And so I'm just letting him run with it because it's like, hey, cool. You can help mom and dad retire. Yeah. Go make a video game. Make us rich. Cool. Um, but, <laughs> but, but seriously, he's like, yeah, well, I just did this little tweak to this thing and I did this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like and I was like and he's like, it's no big deal. I'm like, what do you mean? It's no big deal. I was like, I couldn't do that. Most people can't do that. And that's the, that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is what's simple to you is not simple to somebody else. And that's where people can contribute. You know, I told him, I was like, can you catch a ball very easily? You know, and it sounds kind of blunt and cruel, but he knows where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to insult him. I'm like, are you able to catch a ball very easily? He's like, well, no. I was like, yeah. And there are other people who do that without thinking about it, but they wouldn't be able to power up a computer. You know, it's like, it's don't undersell yourself. And that's I think that right yeah. there can also help people is is letting people know they do have something to contribute to people.
0: Yeah, that's such a great lesson for, I mean, obviously to, to teach a child, but just to teach anyone, you know, I, I know so many people, as I'm sure you do and all of the listeners do, uh, there are, you know, there are so many people that have gifts that they choose not to cultivate or, you know, not honestly... But yeah, there are some people that choose not to cultivate their gifts, but there are some people as well that, you know, uh, are, are, are have always been surrounded by an environment in which their gifts weren't even, like, taught to be recognized. Totally. You know, there are so many people with so much to offer, and I truly believe a lot of them will will never know. They'll never know. And um, and it's, it's unfortunate, you know. Uh, you could call it, you know, the way you could say based on how they're raised or who they spend their time with. But there are so many people that don't even think in this capacity. Yeah, You know, people who people who, who do not have Asperger's, people who are so, you know, you know what I mean? Um, people who do not have any kind of inherent disadvantage, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that really provide. And the fact that they don't have like moments like this with their father, for example, um, it's just it, it's really unfortunate. It, and um,
1: totally. You know, well, you know, and that's that's the thing is, is you know, and I, and I've, I've talked with people about this before is the fact that I was raised where every chain in the, not chain of command, but every, every link in the chain is important. In other words, and mm-hmm. the analogy, but this was from my dad and, and my dad died when I was real young. So I didn't really get to know him. That's one of the things I felt cheated on is I wish I could have had an adult conversation with my dad, you know, but yeah. you know, it's it happens. But, um, uh, and so, um, He would, you know, kind of tell me and my siblings about how it doesn't matter if you are the owner of the racetrack or the, you know, the owner of the horse or the jockey or the trainer or the guy who shovels the horse shit. If any one of those people doesn't do their job right, the whole chain breaks down, you know, and it's like everybody is as important as anybody else. And I think that's the whole tendency that we have as a society is people have this tendency to go, oh, well you do this for a living or you do this particular role. It's like, yeah, but if, you know, if you don't got the people shoveling the coal into the ship, the ship doesn't move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and just that, that sort of mindset alone is, uh, you know, it's, it's not only damaging to, you know, these like communities at large, but also to these individuals, you know what I mean? Like 99, like 99% of attention is, or, or, uh, or what's the word I'm looking for? Like recognition goes to, like you know, 1% of the population at that. Right. And it is like, yeah. you know, the star jockey in your situation, in your scenario that you provided. So, it, you know, people often say, consider like, well, if I can't do this thing, you know, that's the only thing that's significant. You know, their thinking almost stops there. Totally. So like, no, you know. They don't even process the fact that they could, you know, shovel shovel horse (laughs) shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and granted, that's not something everybody aspires to, but – you know, it's like yeah. it's like okay, and and, and, and no one notices that this guy's turning you know, turning this horse shit into little statues or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's a different gift that it's never expressed, yeah. you know? Um yeah. but yeah, it's it's just I think so many people have a tendency to to rate themselves based upon what they perceive other people think their value is. And it's like yeah. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And and because of that I think a lot of people limit themselves. You know, I Yeah.
0: It's without question. And I mean a lot of that I, again, like I think so much of that is is can be att- attributed to the communities people are in, whether it's, you know, the friends they have as adults or of course very importantly like, you know, the friends and parents they have uh as children. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like these things are so <laughs> It's, you know, these things are, they're, they're, these like genetic gifts, if you will, you could even call them. They, they really can't be like, like it's like nature really cannot be unlocked without nurture. if Oh that yeah. Makes sense.
1: No, that totally makes sense. I mean, yeah you, so. you, hell, I mean, look at, a, at the, the analogy of a bird, you know, it's like, you don't have a, you What's don't have an eagle. F- well, I mean, in the sense that, you know, you've got a bird and you got a bird egg in a nest. And unless that egg is nurtured and the, you know, the mother bird feeds it and it's kept warm and all that, it's not going to go anywhere. That bird's just going to, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, you really do have to, you know, nurture as well. And, um, it's, yeah, I, I, I just wish, I wish people, I wish people would get less fixated on you know validating themselves through what they're you know looking at what success is and they're comparing themselves to other people and and i'll be honest with you i was guilty of that for the longest time i you know was yeah. like comparing myself to my buddies who made more money than me or you know the friend who who was already married with a couple kids at the time where i wasn't you know and it was like it's like yeah, yeah but you know everything i'm not gonna necessarily say everything happens for a reason i do believe there's some degree of that you know but um yeah. I think everything has its right time and place. You know, you're ready for it when you're ready for it, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, you yeah, know, and of course the 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 interesting thing about all of this, you know, this whole mindset is that people will will stop. They'll compartmentalize the wish that the way that they wish others didn't compartmentalize them. They'll look at somebody who is say like making more money than them and um, forget about the bad parts of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They'll they they'll forget about all the the disadvantages, uh, and you know, and that's sort of what, what that's even what cr- what cripples people uh, when they are they get their sights set so much on one thing. You know, you like anybody can dream of uh, you know playing a sport, a professional sport, but they won't take all of the you know they'll pick that based on what they think the dream is. They won't pick it based on the struggle, which is like really where where the rub is for a lot of people. Like you're really not going to enjoy playing a professional sport. If you love spending time with your family, if you, uh, want your, you know, to maintain your health, uh, yes. if you hate, you know, spending time on the road, if you hate, you know, uh, jealous teammates, like there are all these, all these things, uh, these struggles that should really be about what's, what people are making their basing their choices on but you know they neglect to see them it's really interesting
1: absolutely absolutely well and and the thing is is a lot of times i heard some great advice i heard is when you're comparing yourself to somebody who's got what you either perceive you want or has what you want and you sit there and go well hell i'm a i'm a shitty writer and this you know this jk rowling or whoever (laughs) you're comparing yourself to it's like they're an amazing writer they got all these you know books and etc etc it's like yeah but you're seeing their highlight reel you're yeah. seeing all the all the home yeah. runs, you're not seeing all the strikeouts you know? <laughs> without yeah yeah
0: they all these situations are just so uh incredibly layered you know oh, what I yeah. mean? And it, it, it's it's too bad that you know so many people are sort of conditioned to to only view their success through these types of lenses, but it just goes totally. back to people you know it's it's essential to instill uh good values in in others, whether you're a parent or or not um yeah I mean, because you know those with the best values tend not to get as wrapped up in these types of things you know those who can seek validation for themselves based on you know their character as opposed to their achievement so um yeah i mean and yeah, it's it, it's all around though like trigger you know the uh, triggers for the opposite are everywhere you know media it's, it's unfortunate but uh yeah it's an important battle for people to to recognize and take on as they become adults that's for sure
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's one of the things is, is we have, we live in such a society where your, your success and your, I use the term validation is measured by your stuff, by your toys, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, I got a yacht and it's like, okay, well, but are you happy? <laughs> you <know? laughs>
0: yeah. 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 It's really just nonsense. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> it, it's such, yeah. It's so interesting to observe. Um, Especially when, like, you know, these people, I mean, everybody has had the lessons at some point that, like, you know, it's, you know, these things won't necessarily make you happy. Um, and so it's just so, it's so interesting to see how people can really flip that switch. And I mean, obviously, people are exposed to these lessons in different degrees, but, um, but still, like, even once they have them, they learn this, they learn this type of thing. And, but I I mean, Again, if they're around enough people who say, like, you're cool, you have a yacht. Like the people, you know, we were kind of just describing, like, you know, that their behavior is reinforced, at least in little hits. And people like those little hits. It's just oh, yeah. a very interesting cycle. It really is. And, like, the lack of purpose attached to it. Like, why do I need this thing, you know? Totally. Um, it's really interesting to observe.
1: Well, and, you know, and that's that's the other thing, though, is is – you know, I, I was having this discussion with somebody recently on one of the episodes because um, the topic comes up a lot, and it's something that's mm-hmm. dear to my heart: is the whole concept of not having to have the stuff. You know, the, personally, I mean, I'm not one of these people who I, I've seen this guy on YouTube who he owns like 47 possessions, and that includes like toothbrush. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite to that level. No, there but. You are. Yeah. I uh uh you know I do believe in 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 the more stuff I have is just more stuff, you know, like pricey stuff and everything that I'm paying on especially, it's just more stuff for me to worry about. You know, it's like Yeah. I I I mean there's, sorry, you go ahead. No, 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 go go ahead. Go ahead. I mean I was just I, there's definitely
0: the the concept of physical clutter equaling mental clutter. Totally. But but yeah, I mean like one of the one of the I think the really important things, if you're on like a journey, like, you know, like if you are interested in self-development or, or whatever, I mean, one of the most important concepts is like value and purpose and presence. And, and these are all, you know, they're all alive in each moment and much of which is when it comes to buying things or choosing what we want to keep around, whether they are, you know, objects or people yeah. and, you know, having the, 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 the awareness to question like what purpose does this give me? you know what I mean? Like, am I, is this adding value to my life? Like real value or am I just kind of doing it because, you know, because I see others doing it because there's a sale, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you know, it's, if people don't understand that, you know, like minimalism, which is basically what we're talking about here mm-hmm. is, is, really, um, a, you know, it's, it's a really, it's, it's not about like, it's, I mean, it helps, but it's hardly it's about like saving money or no. even saving space. It's a, it's about, you know, really understanding like what you need in your life and, and what you don't. And um, again, these things, the, and the, if you're in the habit of questioning that, like just when you're at fucking target, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, 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 carries over into your, uh, into your relationships, your work. Um, and it really changes the the scope of your life. If you get into the habit of asking, does this mean something to me? Is this purposeful for me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really special thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And well, and then, and on the flip side of that, there's there's something that uh, um, I have a tendency to do now where it's like, is there a use in, you know, the actual practicality of it too? like, you know, uh, I'll give you an example. We just bought a TV and we bought the TV because our other TV was finally crapping out. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was getting a little bit wonky. And I found a TV that was 300 bucks. (laughs) And it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I could justify spending $300 to get a new TV that's 15 inches bigger and 4K and all that kind of stuff. But I wasn't going to go out and buy it. Yeah, it was only three. It was like $290 or something crazy. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it, -hmm. it blew me great wow yeah it was uh what is it a 55 inch total and it's like i don't even remember what brand it is but that's how little it matters right. to me i don't care They found
0: 55 inch tvs for $290 yeah it was like wow.
1: 290 and uh it was at target as a matter of fact
0: um and it's it was bad. i yeah. figured your first tv was like the size of a cereal box the way you're <laughs> it, that's crazy. yeah wow.
1: no, exactly we we ended up getting our first uh we got our first big screen, if you will, you know, uh, widescreen type of uh, LCD type TV back in 2009. And so we had it for 10 years, you know, and it was like, uh, we don't really need a new one. But it was like, I know this one's going to crap out. And I would hate to have the TV crap out when, you know, we're in lockdown or something. So I was like, okay, it's time Uh to maybe go get a TV. I'm like, let's go get it, you know, because because, yeah, yeah, we're in lockdown right now, but you can still go buy stuff. It's like, I'm I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if things are going to maybe take a turn for. The more extreme here in the next couple months, you know, not mm. to bring up COVID, it fucking comes up on every episode. <laughs>
0: or not too, buddy. Okay.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just the reality of the world we're living in right now. But yeah, yeah it's it's one of those things where I ha- I have to sit there and go, okay, can I justify getting this? It's an expense, and again, it's not about saving money; it's about having more shit. Cause I like to go through and purge every once in a while. It's like, okay, have I touched this in the last year? No, it's gone. Donate it. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. and,
1: And it's, it's just also, I, and this is a perfect episode for me to bring this up in is I purposely have, you know, I've got an $800 car. On purpose because I was like, I don't want a car that I'm going to worry about. I don't drive a lot anyway because I have a health issue that I shouldn't be driving very much. So I, I literally drive like two thousand miles a year. So there's no point in me having. Wow. Oh yeah, dude, it's it's uh when I was working downtown, I'm am able to work from home now, so that's cool. But when I was working downtown, I drove to the bus stop. It was like two and a half miles. So my round <laughs> trip, yeah, it was you know I and then I'd walk from the bus stop to to work. So. I would literally put on since. <laughs> so we're recording this in June, June 29th. So, you know, to give that away when this thing comes out in November, that's me. <laughs> but uh, yes. June 29th, since December 4th, I don't know why that date sticks in my head, but since December 4th, I've driven 360 miles. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> that's why that I have an 800 Really? <laughs> right. I haven't wow. had to go anywhere. So it's like my wife usually drives. And so it's like, why the hell should I get a fucking car that I got to pay every month on, you know? But that goes yeah. back to the whole thing also of you'll see people who will buy a, you know, a $60,000 car and all they're really doing with it is driving to the bus stop or going and get groceries.
0: Yeah. It's like. That is so
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit there if it, if the car truly makes you happy, fine. But we all know, just like anything else you buy, after a few months, it just becomes a, par- a car payment. You know, the the love affair with your car wears off. And it's like, oh, it's, it's yeah. my car. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I will say, like, I like what you said about if it, it really makes you happy. Because, like, obviously, uh, something to keep in mind is that people have, you know, put different value on different oh, things. Oh, totally. So if you are, like a car enthusiast and also a minimalist, like, yeah, you can still splurge on your car. Absolutely. If uh-huh. you're somebody
1: who's just been dying yeah. for a 66 Mustang, 351, blah, 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 and all that kind of shit. And you have 20 possessions to your name. One of them is your car and you live in it and you love it and all that. Absolutely. <laughs> you, <know? Definitely. laughs> <And then I'm, laughs> you don't have to go that extreme either with it, but yeah, I, I totally agree. It's like, if you truly love it, but if you bought that car, You know, simply to be able to say, hey, look at what I accomplished. It's like, okay, yeah, now what? You know, it's just. Yeah. yeah, But again, if it really, truly makes you happy, then that's fine, because and that's the thing also is happiness is subjective. You know, one thing makes one person happy and the other person, they just go, I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Without question. I mean, it, it would be nicer if everybody had a better grasp on what really makes them happy. But yeah, yeah you're you're absolutely right. It comes in different packages, packages that we are often pretty, uh, pretty bad at detecting somehow. Um, but yeah. Yeah. W- without question. I, I, I love the stuff you're saying here. It makes I'm totally with it. it makes that's, perfect sense.
1: That's cool. That's cool. That's uh, you know, well, and, and kind of what you did, what you did career wise. Is that, mm. you know, you did, you did yeah, that. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, <laughs> this thing, this philosophy really just carries over into everything.
1: Absolutely. You know
0: what I mean? And, and really, wow, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a perfect reflection. I mean, like I, it got to a point where acting was just like, it was really um, sort of, served as a vehicle for me to let the unhealthier parts of my, or somewhat unhealthy parts of myself breathe. And, um, you you know, because it's so so funny when I got into it, um, I really, I was so passionate about it. I loved it. And I really wasn't doing it to like, at least I didn't think to to become famous. Like I really put my heart and soul into it. And what intrigued me the most was this idea of like, you know, character study and learning about what makes people pick. And, I, you know, that. so I think that's really the core concept that's followed me mm-hmm. um, into, into the, what I'm doing now. Um, but I remember when I really got into it. So it was uh, July 18th, 2008 was the day I decided I wanted to be an actor. Okay. Um, I was 17. So that day was the day that The Dark Knight uh, premiered in theaters. And nice. I went to... Yeah, and I went to this this like a kind of a cheesy story, but I went to the midnight show. I I, I bet I know where it
1: goes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was truly that. It was I saw you know everyone fucking knows Heath Ledger's blew everyone's balls off. Totally so good. Yeah, and uh, you know it was so moving to me, and that alone uh, was you know enough to make me want to do it. And prior to that, I mean, I was a very theatrical child and my mom was always encouraging me to be an actor so it's not like the seed wasn't sort of planted um but that's really that's definitely what made me take it seriously and the reason I, i i say this is because like although i did really care about it and put my heart and soul into it at the time what i came to realize many years later uh is that i i think a big part of the appeal was all of this ridiculous like recognition that Heath Ledger was getting. I mean, <laughs> it's not only the the nature of the performance, but, you know, combined with the fact that he had just died and he was so young, oh, true, um, yeah. like everyone had been talking about it. And I. so I think what I didn't understand, what I couldn't see at the time, but I see now is that like that also was very intriguing to me, you know, as like yet another insecure teenager um, was look at the respect this man is getting. um for something i feel like i could also do uh so i think that was a big part of it and i'll say now you know i it it got to a point when i was really getting reflective and uh, you know when i was acting and i was like god it just doesn't really fulfill me anymore um and i don't miss it but the only times i i do miss it i will say is like in these little tiny moments where like i'm watching the office uh, like with my mom or something like that. Uh-huh. And I see, I see her like crack up at it. And like for this, for this, you know, these like times when we happen to be watching the office, um, like I'll, I'll see like all of, you know, all the attention is on these people, all, uh, all on the actors. And like, it'll start to make me miss it. And it, like, that. yeah, it's because, you know, Steve Carell's unbelievable. The show's hysterical. Like, <laughs> like that's all fine. But like when I really like you know kind of dissect these thoughts, I'm like, no, it's really just like because I'm watching, I'm watching people just like totally be um, taken by these performances, and these people sort of have all this, they're getting all this credit, they're they're demanding everyone's attention, and people yeah. are giving it to them, and I think that's really, you know. I, I think a lot of actors that don't necessarily think they're in it uh, like to be successful. I think that there's probably a big majority of it uh, underneath the surface that they don't necessarily realize. Because even now, when I'm in another career that I love and like is truly fulfilling, um, in those moments I'll catch myself like, man, maybe I maybe, maybe I can sort of try it again, get back into it, you know? And uh, yeah, yeah, but it's only it's only like in those moments, and that goes to show. It's in the moments when I'm seeing people get taken by it. You know, because if I haven't like watched TV in a few days or whatever, I'm not I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. And it is so it's so uh, it's so fascinating, you know, like this, this need that everybody's sort of this innate need that everyone sort of has for, uh, you know, respect and recognition for their achievements to some degree, you know. No, I. Um, I, I, I totally so yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so but again, like what, as, going back to what you were saying me switching careers was really about me recognizing these things and choosing to flush them out for things that would bring me like true meaning. Um, not just like this, this kind of illusion of meaning that I had been following for uh, like 10 years at the time. Uh, so, you know, it requires like a, you know, kind of a, a self-aware look, uh, but it's, it's interesting <laughs> when you, when you consider how many parts of life, either be at work or anything else that are really Again, just these vehicles to help us, uh, to help us, you know, live out parts that are not necessarily healthy. Uh, very, very cool stuff.
1: No, well, and and it's interesting because, I mean, let's be honest, when it comes down to humanity in general, everybody wants to be loved.
0: Mm.
1: And, yeah. and acting yeah. is a way that you can see it almost personified when you can see the oh, reactions so of cool. people, you know, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I get the allure to it. You know, I've got friends who yeah. are working out in LA and some of them have gotten some pretty significant parts in that. And I, and you know, and they're, they stay, you know, fortunately they're staying pretty humble about it and, and, you know, and they're like gratitude and all that. And I think that's a lot of it too, but, but they yeah. had, you know, they'd wanted to, have that ability to, you know, like you said, command a room and and, and just have yeah. not so much for the narcissism or, or the ego or anything like that, but to just be able to move people to a feeling, make them laugh, make yeah. them cry, make them, yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And, you know, so, I mean, have you considered this? I mean, hell, in the day and age that we live in now, you could Make little short films to get that bug out, and sure, it's not going to get seen like something like Westworld or whatever. But shit, put you know, put it out there as just a freaking fun little thing. Because I, myself, I do short films. Chris and I both do short yeah. films. We do stupid shit, and it's like some of them, you know, we put a lot of effort into, and then other things, it's yeah. literally, literally just something we whip together. And you know, it's not a matter of the, it's not about the views, it's not about that because we understand that there's such a small niche. That is even going to yeah. like what we do, but it's for those yeah. people. You know, out of the hundred people, there might be one that gets it, and it's like, yeah, that's the one we're reaching out to. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, and it's it's sometimes it's just a matter of getting it out there, getting it out of yourself. Some people write for that reason. Some people make music for that reason. That might have been that thing that you that 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 creative juice that you needed to fulfill. But shit, you don't have to do it through the Hollywood machine anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, I I agree, but that's like. This is, like, yet another example as to why it's really just, I've just sort of, it's, it's gone out of me, you know. Oh, yeah. When I think yeah. about that, like, I'm totally uninterested. <laughs> and, there were time, and there were times, like, in the last year, you know, that, I that like, my manager would reach out to me with, like, a cool role, like, for me to audition for. Mm-hmm. And, like, something I would have been so thankful for back in the day. And I was like, ah, i got to memorize nine pages by tomorrow and find a good place <laughs> to film it in. Ah, I'll pass. Dude, you know what I mean?
1: I don't know and how you guys like, do it, that shit. I, is, <laughs> being able to memorize yeah, the script it, in such a short time, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, you get used to it, I guess. I don't know. But, like, it it was,
0: it's just like, it. it you know, what I'm saying is, like, it's... But just in the general. The second it was about, like, doing the work and getting back into the rhythm, I was like, oh, right, this doesn't interest me. Yeah. Um, it's so, it's, it's wild. Um, yeah, I do think a part of it is, like, the creative juice is flowing. Like that's healthy for anybody. But oh, yeah. honestly, like on my show, I, I feel like I get plenty of chance to do that. Like, luckily, podcasting is still a creative medium. Absolutely. Um, and, so, and, and, you know,
1: and you brought you brought up a good point. Is that yeah, you can still you can still scratch that itch without having to go through all the bullshit. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. There are a lot of ways. And actually, my friends and I are uh, are actually writing a. Uh, we've been writing a, a sitcom. Um, nice. So I, I suppose, yeah, I suppose there is still. Uh, a degree of involvement um but you know the race totally totally different obviously and it's uh it's a lot of fun you get to work on it with friends that's
1: that's uh, the key thing is is and that's what i'm talking about is is screw doing the whole you know official nonsense of sag and all that you know whatever kind of crap i don't know really how all that crap works but but do it for the fun of it don't do it you know to try and you know and and yeah sure get it out there, put it to film festivals, whatever you want, you know, but yeah. I mean, Helen, he, like I'm giving you advice, like I mean, shit man, you've lived it, I just only I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a arm, arm, I'm an armchair quarterback, you know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> <laughs> aren't, we all, aren't we all? But, <laughs> but um, um,
0: What's that? I said no shame in that. So, <laughs> no, I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate your guidance.
1: I do. Well, hell, I mean, it's it's yeah, there's there's you've got what's neat is you've got that real world experience, though, of what a lot of people, you know, strive for, which is that, uh, um, you know, movie star. I mean, there's movie star, there's rock star that those are those things that everybody's always like, you know, from a young age, it's like, that's what I want to do is I want to do that, you know, And, and you can use that to be able to help people to say, well, let's figure out what you want. You know, and that's that's honestly that's one of the things I've I my mission or one of my missions besides the podcast is I want to start being able to, you know, help people realize that they do still have that imagination of a kid. You know, they could still tap in yeah. that, you know,
0: and yeah,
1: that goes to show. I mean, that's like you
0: creating a good community, you know, unlike the ones we were talking about before. Like you are, you know, you're a good presence for your son, for these listeners that remind them of like. You know the potential they do have, totally. and uh, you know not to be not to be confused with the value of character, of course, but still yeah. things that they can offer uh, that they might not necessarily, at um, least, really, you know, it's not recognized and be in the rhythm of taking seriously. We'll say,
1: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. well, and and I saw a meme the other day um, that that really struck me, and it's like it was basically the general gist is. Pretty much, do something for the love of doing it. Even if you suck and you yeah. sing off key, or you you know you can't play an instrument to save your life, but you enjoy doing it, then just do it. Because you yeah, will get better, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: who cares if you I don't? Tell you,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> can I tell you really quick? This is totally off topic, no, uh, totally. but it's about it's it's just when you said meme, I just was immediately brought back to the funniest meme I've seen, like by a landslide. Um, it was from I don't know how the picture was taken it almost looks like it was from like a comedy show or something but it's basically a man who's like reading a book uh, kind of fearfully and nervously to a bear like a huge grizzly bear that's like on the same bench as him looking over his shoulder at the book and the caption <laughs> the caption is as uh, read the part again where she burns her whore mouth on my porridge <laughs> <laughs> I was like when I first saw that I was like I I don't know I, I love was, that I kind of shit,
1: of but that was I don't know that one really took me to a different level of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Well, it's funny on so many different levels too. You know, it's
0: just I know. Uh, yeah. oh man, I'm gonna have to know. look that one up. up. Yeah, it, there's not it's pretty unique. I don't think you'll have too much of a hard time finding it. But <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. so funny.
1: I'm gonna put it, I'm <laughs> gonna put that in the show notes. We
0: do, yeah. Prerequisite for for listening, yeah.
1: Uh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, um, so now to change the subjects here, uh, <laughs> we went like way off the rails. But sorry, we, no, no, sorry. that's what, shit, dude. If you've listened to any of my other episodes at all, they all do this. Um, but yeah. uh, I, you know, I enjoy though. I enjoy getting to know the person who I'm going to ask that question to. Which is a thing that is happens to everybody. And that is that whole question of what so now that we've talked about all you know, all the, the, the positive things and all that kind of stuff and everything, coming from that kind of mindset, what do you think mm-hmm. happens when we're gone? When we die, where do you think we go?
0: It's really interesting that we're having this conversation today because today is my dad's eighty second birthday. Oh wow uh, and I'm twenty nine. So he's he's you know he's quite a bit older. Oh than me. wow, yeah, uh, that's that's so, definitely yeah. And all of his family died between say, eighty and eighty. I just got to yeah. say, good, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And he's on and he's in great health.
1: Yeah, that's um, awesome.
0: But the last few years have been very grim for him because all of his uh, relatives, like his closest family, died between eighty and eighty-two. So oh, now, man. like a lot of our conversations are like you know, kind of going on about his impending death. Uh, anyway, so we, today we, uh, we, you know, he wanted to spend his birthday like around family. So we went to two different cemeteries and then we went to visit his eight-year-old <laughs> cousin who I've never met. It was a great day. That, um,
1: that was is very
0: awesome. So I've been around death all day that, today in dude. conversation, in person. Um, anyway.
1: He wanted to be around I, family, so he went to cemeteries. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> that's like a t-shirt man
0: <laughs> oh no <laughs> no it's crazy okay but, oh, man. sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, so anyway yeah i've been like you know death has been on the brain all day oh i'm and sure I, it is every day yeah no it's okay i actually think about
1: death every day as it is. Um, i just do i don't know how I, No, people, I, I i hear you man it's like it's a morbid man. topic but i'm fascinated by it myself
0: it's almost all right so well, here's my answer like i don't think it's morbid at all you know like it's an important thing to consider it's just it's reality well, and yeah, um and like i don't i personally i think a lot of the morbidity is like when i think it's weird when i think about my own death i don't consider it morbid at all i don't i don't get sad by it i think i get much more sad when i think about like you know the death of people i love or oh. about pets of course Absolutely. um but with myself i don't And it's because of like, you know, the uncertainty of it. So I don't know what happens when we die. And I don't presume to know. I mean, I will say like, I, I very much believe in a God. Um, it's hard to, I don't, I just can't get on board with the big bang thing. Like it probably happened, but who put all the the gas there or whatever That's kind of where I'm coming from. So I do, I do believe there is something after death. um, I don't think that we just cease to exist completely. uh I don't presume to know what it is, but I mean, I think the uncertainty of it is why I don't really fear it or get too overwhelmed by it because, like to me, I just consider it as you know like it's just another like stop on the journey like when I die, I'm about to like get a big answer to something. I'm about to make a big discovery that I've been wondering about my whole life, yeah, and God knows what's on the other side of it, so to me like again, I get very sad when I consider the death of, of, uh, you know, loved ones, and pets, but, um, for my own death, there's a, there's like an innate uh, interest in it. You know, this idea that like, no, it's not really coming to an end. Like on the other side of this, there's, there's going to be something and, uh, I'm going to find it out. Uh, and you know, who knows where I go from there. So to me, I, I kind of just see it as like a new journey and, um, yeah, so I, I, like I, and I often, like, now this kind of gets weird, I guess, but I often think that, like, if I know I'm going to die or, like, it's going to get really morbid and I don't have suicidal thoughts. But, like, if I were ever to commit suicide, mm-hmm. I would, like, want everybody to know, you know, that, like, I'm, you know, I'm curious about this. That I, I, I'm, I'm welcoming death and I accept it. So, like, I understand if you want to grieve, but don't grieve over, like, me wishing I wishing this wouldn't happen or like wishing I had more time or something like that um I mean it's easier for me to say this as well because you know like I'm a single guy I don't have kids um so maybe you know if that were to happen that would change uh but right now as it stands like I just sort of see it as like an extension of an adventure and I'm, I'm, i I don't know what it is and um as much as I really enjoy the life that I have I mean I'm interested in it and uh Again, I mean, who knows what happens death after death? Maybe I just get, like, thrust right back into this life somehow. I don't know. Like, possibilities are literally endless. That's, um, so that's kind of where
1: I'm from with it. Absolutely. No, That I am 100% with you there. Um, I mean, yeah. I do I do personally think that there's a Big Bang kind of thing, but I think it, or, you know, a possibility of a Big Bang. I think, though, that somebody put that thing there to start it. Exactly. Like, it's so hard to think that that didn't happen, you know? Like, oh, man
0: maybe all the stories from the Bible aren't true, but like if the, I'll, I'll buy the big bang, but something had to put it there. Somebody I'm had to right start it. Yeah. You know,
1: and yeah. that's, and, and then therefore it's like, okay, well, where did they come from and where did that, you know, what, what universe or what, you know, existence are they from of a much larger, yeah, exactly. you know, it, it's, it's almost, it's a complete mind fuck and you can sit and go down that yeah. rabbit hole for hours, you know, and it's, yeah. but it's yeah. fascinating. And that's, That's why the topic is so fascinating to me It's because, yes, we there is no right answer. There is no wrong answer because nobody knows. And that was one of the things that I said at my uh, my mother-in-law. We were we were all there. And, uh, you know, when she died, when we all saw her take her last breath. And Mm. it was one of those things where it was like I remember. And this was years ago before I even thought about this podcast. And Mm. I remember saying I was like, you know, she's got all the answers now. Everything yeah. she's ever wondered. She's got it. Totally, man. I get it. I totally agree. You know, and again, yeah. there, you know, there are people who believe in the whole judgment and the heaven and hell and all that. And okay, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe, you know, the people, fine. they might be. Yeah. They might be. Yeah. You know, it's again, it's who knows what the hell it is, but it's one of those things that and and that is the purpose of this podcast also is to help yeah. people to get to where you're at. You know, to sit there and go, you know, it, it, death is is almost like another stage in life. I mean, for all we know, death is that point where we're in a, you know, cocoon and all of a sudden we go on to something else or or we yeah. are, you know, just, yeah, shoved right back in into this existence and try it again. I don't know. I, I, I find it fascinating. I've been fascinated with death since I was little, probably largely due to my you know, dad's death. Because it always makes yeah. you wonder what what happens, you know. And now it's yeah. transitioned into this kind of a of a take on the whole concept of the afterlife. Of well, what do you guys think? You know, what what do, what do yeah. people think happens? So,
0: but I I will offer this one last thought in terms of what I think. I, well, I hope it's not the last. I don't know how much time we <laughs>
1: have. Yeah, we can go until we're done. My, Whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but like one thought that I you know how at least how it pertains to my background which i you know assume is something you might be interested in hearing is that you know the constant questioning of death is it's it's really the best metric it's the best way to it's the best metric of how you're spending your time and that's the most you know one of the most powerful questions you can ask to get yourself into the habit of kind of thinking like you know in the way we were talking about earlier like when you do reflect on your death and like, you know, the fact that you're constantly getting closer to it, Mm -hmm. um, the fact that your time is limited that, you know, if you're not scared away or like overwhelmed, which you shouldn't be, um, you then you can use that line of thinking to say like, am I making the most of this time? Am I making the most of what I have? Is there purpose in my life or is this just wasting my precious time? You know? So I think that thinking about death, uh, is not only healthy and should be normalized, but it's also like, it should be used. I mean, it's a phenomenal tool to get people to really reflect on their decisions. Uh, should they be brave enough to?
1: Yeah, no. And, and I completely agree because it's, it almost gives you a, I mean, no pun intended, but it gives you a deadline on your goals. You know, it's it's like, what kind of legacy are you leaving? You know, any of that? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Without question, it does. Um, but again, you know, death is just like seen as a, it's often seen as like a taboo subject for oh, some yeah. reason, which is so, so silly. It's so silly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe if you're a little kid, but it's, it's so interesting to me how people run away from it as they as they get older and, oh, and process yeah. like the realities of it. It's very well, strange.
1: And, and that's um, why I wanted to call it Let's Laugh About Death because it's like, yeah. this isn't being irreverent. We're not taking and saying, you know, this isn't some kind of like, you know, whacked out punk band going, oh, look at that guy. He died. No, (laughs) it's laughing at the concept of, you know, let's let's have a let's have a fun conversation about the subject that affects everybody. And that's but I purposely put that title in there because it's like we should be able to laugh about it. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I know more people than not that will joke at a funeral, you know. That will have fun because again, I've said this before, it's funerals are for the living. You know, the dead don't care at that point and it's a way to remember them. Well, why remember them all sullen and somber and, you know, crying and all that? I mean, of course, I'm not saying don't cry, but what I am saying is also laugh, have fun, pick pick on them a little. I got, what started me on this podcast is I had three close people to me. I'm not, I've told this story a number of times, but I had three close people Mm -hmm. to me die within like, like a matter of four months. And I will yeah. sit there and make jokes. My wife and I, you know, my wife knew all of them. And, uh, and I'll make jokes at their expense still. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, if they're yeah. listening, cool, good. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they would, I, uh, they would oh, laugh. Wait, I got a great, I have a great death joke for you that I, I, it's not mine. My friend said it the other day and he came up with it himself and it was good. <laughs> um, it was basically, it was, it was like, it was on Father's Day and, uh, his dad died a few years ago. Okay. And, uh, he he like he said, i he was like, you know, obviously in the middle of the coronavirus." and he like went to the cemetery where his dad was buried, and he was like, <laughs> visiting my dad for Father's Day. Don't worry, we're social distancing six feet apart.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a zinger, dude. That's clever. that is clever as shit, And that right there oh, is the oh. spirit of what I'm talking about. You know, yeah, right. that is so great because I mean, it happened, you know, it's one of those things yeah. where it's like, and, 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 and again, I don't want to sound insensitive to people that it affects different than others. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, Oh, rub some dirt on it. Suck it up. You don't know. Death is different right. for everybody, but it's like, if you can you know, make light of it because we're only here for so long and, you know, and to dwell on that, because this is another thing I honestly believe is, and I, and in fact, I've, I've told my niece this after my brother died, he was one of those people and, uh, uh, you know, one of those people. Um, but you know, the ones that don't have to deal with this bullshit anymore. Um, but, uh, Uh, I was like, you know, keep in mind that, that there's a highly likelihood, you know, with, you know, and and I'm sure she was too young to kind of really grasp it. I think she was only like 16 at the time. And, uh, but I said, if time is truly just a construct of, of us, and if time is something that we use to be able to wrap our heads around in all honesty, in reality, when you look at the whole quantum level of things and you look at the whole, you know, fact that, excuse me, um, that life is is just a series of moments when you're, when you pass, I think, I feel that that time doesn't exist anymore that you can have, you know, we're, Mm. I I didn't go into all this description with her. Um, but like, you know, we are three dimensional beings living in a four dimensional timeline. And I think that once you die, you can be fifth and sixth dimensions of going back and forth and reliving moments and all that kind of stuff. And if that's the case. And so what I told her is I was like, time doesn't exist there. So as far as he's concerned, you're already there. He doesn't miss. Yeah.
0: Any, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Without without question. And I mean, that's, that's, that's a really, um, that's an important takeaway, you know, that with death, like all of these things that we know, time included, like it all, it all uh, ceases to exist. Yeah. Um, adds to the, you know, it just adds to the possibility of it that I sort of alluding to in my personal approach to it or um i wouldn't even say approach it's honestly just like an interpretation like i don't use it it's not like a defense mechanism or anything (laughs) like that like it was just really adventurous thing um so yeah i mean you really just have to you know everything you know here you know could just go out the window yeah um yeah i think it's great that you meant that you described it in that way
1: you know and and she didn't even respond you know, and maybe it was maybe it was a too soon kind of thing, you know, but uh, um, but but at least I felt good. And, you know, I, I I tried to in my weird, you know, uh, whatever type of way to try and make her feel better rather than just the it's OK, it's going to be OK, because honestly, I I talked about that, you know, on a, on a different episode that I, it's it's going to be OK is kind of empty words sometimes. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's, <laughs> a it's its just a catch-all. It's—it's the yeah. Talk to you later when you accidentally say that to somebody yeah. you just met. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, you can. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. There, there must be a little delay. It's, it's just one of those things where I think people use that as a catch-all to be able to, you know, to, to be able to say something, you know. But sometimes yeah. you don't have to say anything. Yeah. People. Yeah. I mean. I think people
0: all kind of fear not saying anything. Obviously. Totally. You know, like they, they they ask you, which is, which is understandable.
1: Oh yeah. No, that's, and that's acceptable and respectable is exactly. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's, but uh, I mean, if, if people did sort of get more comfortable with helping others explore through their feelings or also, you know, people can go the opposite sometimes, you know, uh, and they'll just try to like tell them things that aren't necessarily true and like provide answers for them. Like, you, you know, and, um, Whereas if we can all take a more kind of passive role and just say, you know, like I'm here if you need anything. um, I think that's obviously, you know, like that angle tends to be best to take um, just letting somebody know that you're in whatever way they need to grieve. Um, You know, if you're a parent, obviously explaining, like explaining death to a child. uh, You know, I, I was actually just reading about this today. Um, It's, you know, it's, it's important to, not lie but not be gory you know just to like really help understand what is going on um in a way that does not leave them confused or with more questions or with you know resentment or for whatever reason um and just help them understand their feelings you know what i mean um or give them an avenue to express their feelings which again is is kind of a of how you want to do this regardless of, of who you're talking about it to
1: and i and i agree and 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 give give options
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah
0: Yeah. i mean yeah that's you could there's there's no harm in that um but yeah i mean as long as people you know you make people feel welcome to you know say what they need to say to you uh that's really the best thing you can do because you know everyone everyone is is grieving differently anyway
1: Totally.
0: Um, so a wide variety of things could work um but again, just providing that warmth, that warm presence for somebody, and you know, even sometimes even people have fear for doing that. You know, it's not they, they're just fearful of the vulnerability, even if it's not just like not knowing what to say. Yeah. Um, so.
1: Well, and, um, and I think people are afraid of of possibly saying the wrong thing, and so yeah, definitely. yeah, you know, it's it's. Cause I mean, <laughs> I've stuck my foot in my mouth numerous times. And for all I know, my, my niece is like, you fucking weirdo. When I sent her that, you know, um, it's like, yeah, my dad died. Now you're going to go all star Trek on me. What the hell? You know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. but, uh, I, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where I felt compelled to say something mm. m- for, as myself, as opposed to just that catch all, everything's going to be okay. Oh, our thoughts and prayers yeah. are with you. It's like, yeah, those just seem so empty yeah. to me, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, there's no perfect thing to say. So of just course. the fact that you're trying to get into the habit of, of questioning it and, you know, being honest and looking into it. I mean, that's again, that's just you being taking a mindful approach on the right path. You're, you're doing everything you need to
1: do and more. Cool. Cool. Well, I appreciate that. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you that you, uh, that you found something that really truly, uh, you know, get, get you going, get you jazzed. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've said this time and time again, I was an art major and I've been stuck in it for 25 years. So it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I have absolutely no passion for it, but it's one of those things that pays the bills, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, doing, doing the podcast, doing, uh, uh, you know, maybe, uh, uh, just helping people in general, because I, I do think that when you try different things, different doors open up. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going with that is, you know, um, uh, maybe helping people discover what they want to be. So, you know, it sounds like that's Mm -hmm. something that you're doing with that, uh, uh, you know, that podcast, um, what was it? Optimal Living Advice. I love the title and it's, you know, and that's, That's what people need because people are so conditioned to hear you know the american dream as we all knew growing up uh you know that whole you know house and two kids and blah 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 blah. it's like well the american dream is is also subjective
0: yeah yeah without question it all is and um again if people i just it's really just a platform on which people can express their subjective interpretations of these things you know and it's really like philosophy it's like again you know, on it's in all our emails at the end of all these episodes like it's just you know hey we're here you 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 can come to us for support if you need an extra shoulder to lean on that's like awesome. we don't know what we're not going to give you a blanket piece of advice it's going to be unique but you know this should be, this the idea is like you are not alone you can always come to us and ask your question and get some help and support and understanding um that's really it's very it's very simple um so, yeah, and it's, again, same thing with, like, talking to somebody about death. I'm here if you need me. Let yeah. me know what you need. You know yeah. what I mean? Same thing. It's the easiest, it's, like, the easiest, the cheapest way of, like, helping people. You know what I mean? And it's so meaningful. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But thank
0: you. Yeah, I did find something out that. And I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you saying that.
1: Yeah, no problem at all, man. So, yeah. well, hey, um, you have yourself a good Monday. Ugh and uh <laughs> although you probably got one of those jobs you looked forward to in the morning <laughs>
0: i do yeah i like That's it and, awesome. i mean they, yeah it's nice i don't, I, don't, I really don't mind it but thank you i, I, I will try to enjoy the remainder of my Monday.
1: <laughs> there you go well hey take care man and uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and uh in fact if you can hang on for a minute and uh i want to get some of those links from you so we can share those in the show notes <laughs> And get uh, you know, so totally. that other people can can check out the podcast, check out your guys' network, and um, you know, just just see what resonates with them. Yeah, you got it, man, for sure. Anything cool. you need. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, have a good night, man. Even though I just told you to hang uh-huh. on. You know what? We're gonna play this whole fourth wall thing. We're gonna fool the listeners, we're gonna tell them we're hanging on, but we're not gonna. <laughs> I love <it. laughs> uh, they're so the listeners, we're gonna get them good. <laughs> and that was my conversation with Greg Audino. I definitely recommend checking out the podcast Optimal Living Advice because, you know, it's optimal living like we mentioned, it's subjective it's one of those things that personally, here's my solution Optimal Living, be happy whatever happy is whatever that is for you if happiness is painting portraits at a flea market go paint portraits at a flea market do what is happy for you that's all that matters in this life and in the meantime, have yourselves a good day and have yourselves a great frickin' life.